The technological concepts of technocracy are completely beyond any of the political and social philosophies, from Adam Smith, Ricardo, Proudhon, Bakunin, Karl Marx, Lenin, and various other promulgators of rightist and leftist political philosophies. That was Howard Scott, and this is for his namesake. Hello, hello, hello out there in podcast land. This is Chris, uh, once again, on For His Namesake. Um, it's kind of a funny thing. So we're going to do a podcast today on, originally on Sensukt, the word Sensukt. You can find that on YouTube. Look up the word Sensukt, or Zinsukt, excuse me, as it were. Uh, it's a German word, and uh, you should be able to find it on YouTube. That will be our next podcast. Um it, basically, the gist of it is we're going to go through a little bit of Splendor in the Dark. Uh, Jerry Root uh, breaks down uh, C.S. Lewis' book, uh, Dimer. And we're just going to go ahead and take a look at that word, as well as through Scripture. And we're going to break down uh, the uh, contrast between the word Sensukt and uh, a little bit of, um, I believe, Mark 4. Um, and uh, a little bit of uh, Luke in there as well. And we're going to see... Who truly satisfies and meets us right where we are? Whether you're a woman at the well, uh, whether you're Nick at night, Nicodemus, um, the Lord will meet you right where you're at. And so that's going to be our next podcast. But for today, folks, we're going to be doing something a little bit interesting, something that the Lord had laid on my heart and uh, something I hadn't really thought about before necessarily, but it's indefinitely going to, I think, help us, especially in the coming election. It's going to be a real big deal. And I really want you guys to take this to heart. Don't forget this with our next election coming. Now, I'm not a prognosticator. I am not a prophet, son of a prophet or non-prophet. Um, uh, but I will tell you this. I am just seeing, shall we say, the tea leaves maybe or uh, just basic deduction as a consequence of uh, unfortunate brainwashing going on in our society and a number of other things. Um, and all the uh, rather obvious things to those who are awakened to it, uh, if they choose to be, of course, uh, seeing things for what they are. And, um, and that's, of course, through the eyes of uh, biblical uh, prophecy and so forth, whether it's Matthew 24 or uh, uh, other various uh, scriptures that we can look at as well concerning uh, the direction things are ultimately going in. Of course, we know uh, eventually we'll uh, bring about the Antichrist, and then, of course, the Antichrist system will come even before the Antichrist. So we know that that's a good possibility as well, that that's what's being built right now, right, as far as our eschatological view, our eschatology, right? Our, our, uh, the uh, curtain is being lifted little by little, if you will, right? As Jesus said, it would be as in the days of Noah. And so as we begin to look at that, and I was thinking about this today, I said, well, you know, what's the next move of these, these – uh, these uh, sneaky technocrats, what are they up to right now? What's going to be their next move? They pretty much got, you know, proverbial tiger by the tail. They're not going to let go of it. The Hegelian dialectic has gone beyond the pale and far better than they could ever imagine, right? Like Rahm Emanuel said, you know, never let a good crisis go to waste, right? And, and then, of course, maybe that's the negative inference and in that intimation there, that they literally will not let this um, crisis go to waste. As Klaus Schwab wrote the book, COVID-19 and the Great Reset, obviously there's no accident there. Um I don't think he intended to write that book. I think he exploited a situation that that uh, fell into his lap along with a lot of these other guys in the Trilateral Commission and a number of these other groups that are, uh, you know, lynching onto this now and using it for their benefit, including our uh, worthless uh, bureaucrats in our own institutions uh, right now as well, who are basically nothing more than 
nothing more than pawns uh, in a lot of ways, including the uh, foolish uh, commies on the left and uh, the rhinos on the right, and uh, even the uh, poor patriots who are being taken for a ride in a lot of ways and think that it's just the left that's their enemy, you know, the whole divide and conquer thing. And, and we see that for what it is. Technocrats love that because they hate politics. They hate politicians. They hate democracy altogether. And that's why you hear the quote at the beginning of this. Uh, a guy by the name of Howard Scott, who pretty much wrote the curriculum on technocracy, uh, gives us a really good breakdown of what technocracy is and what the basic implementation of it was uh, concerning the way that they wanted to do it in the 1930s and never really got the chance to do it the way they wanted because of Nazi Germany coming about. But believe me and you, if they could have, they would have. And uh, they're still around, folks. They didn't go anywhere. They didn't, they got um, seen for what they were in the 1930s. You can look this up. You ever get bored, Google images on your phone or whatever, and just put in technocracy. You'll see pictures of Howard Scott come up. You'll see, uh, the weird little symbol that they have. It looks like a yin yang. It's, um, I forget what, the, what else they call that, but it's a, it's a red and red and black, I think, or red and white yin yang symbol. And, uh, that was their symbol, man. That was what they, they used for many years. And, uh, you still see some of them actually wearing that every now and again as a lapel pin or whatever. Uh, anyway, the point being is, um, so when I was thinking about what's the next move they're going to make, I started to think about it. Andrew Yang had a uh, uh, episode that he had done with Adam Carolla not too long ago. I don't know, three months ago or something, four months, talking about he's going to run for president again. And uh, the old Yang gang's at it again. Uh, he, you know, as he ran last time, he ran as a supposed Democrat, though he hates Democrats, he hates Republicans. He's a technocrat. He's an open technocrat. Just Google Andrew Yang technocrat and see what comes up. It's not like they hide it, folks. This is not a conspiracy theory. It's conspiracy fact. Um, basically, when Andrew Yang was talking to uh, Adam, he didn't bring up anything about technocracy, but rather just the philosophy as his presupposition to the answers that he would give, right? So, for instance, Adam asked him things like, so why are you going to start a new a new, um, a new, new party, right? It, do we really need another party, like a bull moose thing, like Roosevelt? You know, um, do you think that it's just uh, unsavable, these two parties, or what's the deal? And he made a good point in negative inference, but nevertheless made a good point. He said, people are tired, and he was using data to back this up statistics. People are tired of the old status quo. People are tired of the left-right narrative. People are tired of, of um, seeing their people go to the wayside, as it were, right? Whether they're bought out, whether they're sleeping with spies, whether they're selling their state down the river, uh, let alone their country. Uh, so on and so forth. People are just in, in getting really sick and tired and worn out from seeing their politicians not only dictate their life, but tell them where they can go, how they can go, when they can go, etc., um, and whatnot. And as I started to think about this, I said, you know, he's on to something, but I don't think it's for nothing. I think the guy knows this and is seems more like an intentional sort of a thing. And I thought, well, how would this go about if it is, right? And so one of the questions I asked myself is why? Why? Why now? What the heck is going on? Why is this all of a sudden becoming such a, a big deal? Why is our democracy being destroyed from the inside out? And yes, we've always had politicians. We know plenty, you know, when's a, how do you know a politician's lying? He's talking, right? We all know that joke. You know, we expect some of these things. Unfortunately, it's almost tradition at this point that your politician's a bureaucrat, you know, uh, 
paid for nothing, basically, supposedly supposed to represent you. He's supposed to be a steward of our Constitution. He's supposed to be uh, uh, someone who looks after your best interest, my best interest, uh, you know, with our tax money and everything else. And as we know, that doesn't generally pan out, but that has nothing to do. That's 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 a symptom. That's not the main problem. The main problem, unfortunately, is that people have become lazy. Uh, you know, as the adage goes, you know, if, um, if you, uh, um, begin to get, um, excuse me, uh, Benjamin Franklin is a quote goes rather, excuse me. Um, you know, uh, the lady who'd walked up to him after convent, uh, uh, convention meeting and whatnot and asked him and said, uh, you know, Mr. Franklin, what kind of, of, uh, system have you given us, if you will? And I'm paraphrasing obviously. And he said, a Republic ma'am, if you can keep it. And uh, once again, paraphrasing, but I think you get the point. Every generation has to choose whether or not they want to keep this constitution, this democracy, this republic. They want to keep this constitution, especially, specifically speaking, as an originist, as an original, as a conservative, as conserving the principles and the truth and the God-given um, scripture um, uh, conviction that was written into as an inference into a lot of our, um, our constitution, uh, and the amendments as well, of course. And so when we, when we think about that, I think a lot of times we just think to ourselves, you know, well, we'll, we'll see what happens this time. Right. And we all kind of just hope, well, we hope we get a Republican, right? We hope we get a conservative. And here's the thing. Okay. Is my second point here. They're dismantling the democracy by way of misrepresenting it, okay? They're quite literally misrepresenting the democracy. And what I mean by that is these people that you see screwing up, um, these guys, the more I think about it, these guys have nothing to lose, whether they represent us correctly or not, okay? I think a lot of these guys really are just technocrats. They really don't care if they represent the state correctly. People like Lori Lightfoot, um, obviously Judge, and uh, a lot of these other people. And even some of the Republicans as well, you know, is not for nothing either. I mean, a lot of these guys too, a lot of these rhinos, including Ducey selling off the freaking state of Arizona by every other partial to some, you know, uh, technology uh, ran initiative or whatever the case, right? And I have no problem with that as a capitalist. It has nothing to do with that. I understand we need a proper industry and infrastructure, and there's nothing wrong with that. The problem is, uh, in this case with Ducey, he's not portraying the will of the people. He thinks, well, I'll just add jobs. Well, maybe that's a cup half full uh, scenario. Cuff half empty says, guy's trying to line his pockets before he gets out of office because he's only got one more year, uh, like two months to go, and he's going to be out of here, and he's just trying to get some money before it happens. He knows the state's about to turn blue. It's already deep purple. Uh, we've had way too many Californians move here. Now, my point is the reason they're dismantling the democracy as we know it and, and misrepresenting it is so that it's intentional so that when technocrats run next year, like Andrew Yang um, and a few other people who are going to run next year as a part of the Trilateral Commission's initiatives and the Rockefeller uh, group as well, uh, and as well as BlackRock and Soros and a few others, the reason they're going to do this is because they want to bring in a technocracy. If you wonder what a technocracy looks like, look at Singapore, 
Okay, just look up Singapore. Italy has already tried it. Greece has already tried it. And it has failed them miserably. China is a technocracy. It is not communist. You can look that up for yourself. Even Time Magazine talked about it back in 2012. Uh, so that's not anything new. That's not a, a great and glorious revelation by any stretch of the imagination unless you just don't pay attention um, and, and read up on these things. You can do that through, once again, Technocracy News. Uh, you can Google that and uh, look it up, and Patrick Wood will give you a great bit of information concerning that as well. Now, the point being is here, uh, without delay, is the reason that they're misrepresenting it, once again, is in order to bring in people like Andrew Yang and others to run so that they can eventually institute a scientific fiat-ran expertism that will basically run everything without you voting. It will be bureaucrats, which is why these people are already acting like this, by the way, Fauci uh, and others, especially and some of these disgusting governors are acting like this. If that's the kind of government you want, which isn't really a government, technocracy is not a government, it's a dictatorship, it's authoritarianism on crack. It's not a joke and it will completely ruin this country. It is already ruined and still ruining Singapore. It is ruining China. You've seen what they do to these people who disagree with them. It is not a joke. When they start to implement smart cities and turn this into a, a disgusting surveillance society to which you cannot escape, a hellscape of which you cannot imagine, okay? Ju think Judge Dredd. Think Brave New World, okay, people? That's what we're heading into if you allow these people to continue to discredit proper democracy. Which leads me to my point, and a good quote, you don't judge a worldview by its detractors, but by its doctrine. Meaning, our doctrine as uh, Americans is our constitution, and our constitution gives us inalienable rights. Meaning, made in the image of God, your rights cannot be taken away by the state because the state does not give them to you. You allow technocracy to take place. You allow them to convince you that democracy is not worth saving, that this republic is not worth keeping, then you, my friends, will end up inevitably, inevitably, okay, by deduction into a technocracy because that's what the Great Reset is. That's what Build Back, Build Back Better is doing, greasing the skids to bring in Agenda 2030. It is not a joke and it is happening in real time, folks. So be aware when this next season comes and it's coming quickly. And like I said, it's not for nothing. Begin to pay attention to these politicians. There's a reason a man can sleep with a freaking Chinese spy and doesn't go to jail, let alone doesn't get held on treasonous charges and thrown in Gitmo. That's not an accident, folks. That's what should happen. Okay, if it was our forefathers, as the saying goes, they would have been... Um, there would have been uh, rolling bodies at this point, folks. It's not a joke. And I'm not saying that to be crude, mean. I'm a Christian. Obviously, I believe in forgiveness. Uh, at the same time, I also believe in self-preservation. And that's a God-given right. We have a God-given right to self-preservation, to the glory of God and his mercy. That means when we see things for what they are, things being done in the dark, we bring those Ephesians 5 into the light. And that's all I'm doing, bringing these things to the light and telling you folks that there are some things you're going to need to be aware of in this next election. And I'm telling you right now, they will intentionally begin to discredit politicians on both sides. They will begin to discredit and say, don't you want something new? Look how bad this is for you. Don't you want something new now? Aren't you tired of these guys taking advantage of you? Anyway, we're going to cut to a break and I'll see you guys on the other side. Are you a Christian business looking to advertise but don't have a lot of money? Would you like to advertise on an up-and-coming podcast with growing listenership? 
Well, guess what? Forrest Namesake is looking for your business then. We are offering one month free advertising with a one minute slot just for your product for the months of December and January. Contact me on Facebook at Christian Views and News, 1 Thessalonians 521 page, or at Crazy Drummer of Doom at Yahoo.com. All right, and we're back on the other side of the commercial break there. So back to the point here and the prior points uh, being made, as it were, in this discussion. Um, is democracy worth keeping, folks? Is it worth fighting for? Is this republic gone so far down the proverbial rabbit hole, it's not worth saving anymore? Yes, folks, it is absolutely worth saving for future generations. I don't care if Jesus is coming back tonight, tomorrow, or the, tomorrow morning, or whatever the case. It's worth fighting for. And, and let me tell you why. Okay, let me make the case. Not just for the blood, sweat, and tears of the veterans that are still among us who fought to keep life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, not only for their sake, but for the sake of the children to which they're having, for the sake of the future generations to which we will be held responsible for, holding on to this for them, fighting for this for them. These future generations won't have a choice the kind of government they inherit. They will be born into it. And if we don't fight for it, who will? Who will? Just like the man said last year who was speaking to Trump. He was, uh, I believe, from Puerto Rico uh, or Colombia, one of the two. And it made me tear up when the gentleman said this. And it was a great point, mind you, coming from a communist country, all authoritarian, right, nevertheless. And he said, where am I going to go? If not for America, where else can I go? Where else can I run? There's nowhere else to go, folks. This is the last, the last of the Mohicans, the last samurai. We are it, guys. This is it. You understand me? Uh, if, if we lose America, okay, there is no more freedom in the world. Not any real freedom anyway. And we're already giving that away daily like it's going out of style. We have got to fight for this, folks. I personally believe we need to fight for this. And so when the next election comes around, the midterms and so forth, and you begin to see uh, some of these politicians that are going to start to run, there's some things that you need to do in order to vet these people. And so a few call to actions concerning this is that we need to recognize these people for who they are. If they're fakes, they need to be called out as fakes. I don't care if they're in your own party. Uh, if these people are not representing your values, your Christian values. Now, I know we hear this every year, and I get sick of it myself. Believe me, I am ugh, just disgusted. And I don't mean disgusted at our republic, our democracy, or even our politicians necessarily. I get really tired of the church telling me who I should vote for. Listen to me. That has failed us, okay? No more of that crap. You need, if you can, and have the means and the time, whether it'll go through in time or not, I don't know. But at the very least, you can do background studies on these people and begin to find out who they really are. If you got to call their grandma to find out who these people are, call their grandma if you have the means. I'm not even kidding at this point, folks. We cannot let another foot in the door, another foot in the door from any one of these fakes. We need to raise up a grassroots movement or at the very least get involved in ones that are already among us. And there are plenty, whether it's uh, free speech advocates, uh, societies and so forth need to get involved in those. And definitely uh, we need to get involved in groups who are already doing things 
shamelessly, unapologetically, and boldly for the for the glory of God. We need to get involved in those groups, and we need to continue to uh, seek those who want to run for office that are in those groups, who are in those groups, to make a name for themselves. But in humility, are in those groups because they truly believe in fighting uh, for freedom and for keeping that which was already fought and bled for, uh, and God willing, not in vain. Uh, we need to, of course, as well, begin to look at these politicians a little bit closer. If we can do a FOIA request on them, a FOIA request isn't that hard. You can actually just Google FOIA request and start to make one for yourself. There's a few free speech advocate groups that also have them on their uh, websites and stuff, and you can download them and fill them out and uh, I believe it's a government entity. It depends on what kind of FOIA you want to do. If it's a local FOIA, say like hypothetically, they have to be in a public office is the thing. They have to have already been a public uh, servant of some kind in order to do a FOIA on them. Don't quote me on that. You may be able to do it on people who are not but yet running for uh, office as well. But here's the point. No more playing games, folks. No more. We are way too far down at this point, down the proverbial rabbit hole it, uh, to just let these people get away with what they are. We need to start finding out who is funding them. Listen to me clearly. No more Soros funded DEA or DA, excuse me. No more funded people from BlackRock. No more people funded by Rockefeller. No more people funded by uh, these BLM groups and so forth. No more. Look at where the money is coming from with these people. They no longer should be getting a pass. It is ridiculous that we let them get the pass that they have in these prior elections. I don't care how good they look. I don't care how well they speak. I don't care if they're, you know, the greatest family man you've ever seen in your life. All the usual hypocrisy stuff, you know, hypocrisy in the Greek traditional meaning, of course, of wearing a mask. And we're also not looking for somebody who's perfect. Otherwise, if that was the case, I'm disqualified as well. Uh, the point is that we're looking for somebody who truly believes in the cause of freedom, that believes in the Constitution, that believes that we have every single right, inalienable right, made in the image of God to pursue life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that we have a Second Amendment constitu uh, constitutional right that cannot be infringed upon, and in fact we hold in case, God forbid, uh, our government goes rogue on us, and of course for self-preservation in our homes and so forth. Um and, and we need people that believe and truly stand on these. And not just with word, but with deed. You know, and I'm not saying we need a bunch of DeSantis either. DeSantis isn't perfect. I love DeSantis. Don't get me wrong. I back DeSantis. Absolutely. No problem there. His wife, on the other hand, I'm not completely sure about. I am praying for her to be healed from cancer. But I think she's been involved in some of the Smart City Initiative stuff. You might want to even look into her background. I'm sorry she has cancer. I love her. God bless her. She needs, she needs to repent if that's the case. They are Roman Catholic. That is not a Christian. Roman Catholics are not Christian. Sorry if I offended you. Not sorry if it means you're going to repent and give your life to Christ. Then that's all that matters to me, my friend. Uh, leave the harlot church. Leave that blasphemous church. It has nothing to do with Christianity. It never has and never will. Um, we're not going to go down that road right now. Maybe in a future episode. But the point is, that tells me that the guy isn't necessarily all there. I'm not saying Catholics can't be good politicians. Obviously, DeSantis has proven that wrong. If, that, if I did believe that. But my point being is... Uh, irrespective of that, um, we need to be putting in office good, solid, Bible-believing, teaching, uh, walking Christians in office as much, as often, as possible, and quit playing games with these technocrats. We need to start and continue to um, 
push back on the Great Reset. We need to push back on Build Back Better and Agenda 2030 and the Rockefeller uh, the Rockefeller Foundation and its hands in our elections and, and the Trilateral Commission and, and begin to continue to pull these things into the light. I don't care if you don't believe it or you don't like it. It makes you uncomfortable. It's a fact, folks. It is not anything I'm happy to tell you about, but it is a fact. And it being so needs to be treated as one and quit just pussyfooting around uh, and, and continuing to let these technocrats take over these areas because they are and they will continue to do so. Um, and I'm not lecturing you. I'm not pointing my finger in your chest. Please forgive me if I come off that way. That's not my intention whatsoever. Um, but I am just so passionate, uh, about this, uh, uh, what's going on that we need to do something. We can't just keep sitting on our hands. Right. And so we need to begin to look into once again, uh, like I said, a call to action, getting FOIA requests on these people running for office. We need to uh, be a part of grassroots movements, like I said, free speech advocates and so on and so forth. If you already are, then you need to get involved if you can somehow in public office and especially your sheriffs, folks. Begin to really look closely at your sheriffs because the more this disgusting satanic movement of uh, Build Back Better kicks in, uh, the more that these draconian mandates come in through the uh, COVID, uh, COVID police, it's going to eventually kick over to the real main agenda, which is global, or not global warming, we don't even call it that anymore, but climate change. It will eventually become the new Hegelian dialectic. That is the next name of the game as well. And that's what they're really after, folks. They need to turn us into a technocracy so that they can completely implement their satanic, disgusting, flat-out moronic uh, lie from the pit of hell, the Antichrist system, the technocratic system, so they can build their smart cities, so that they can turn us into a surveillance society. And that is what ultimately they're after, folks. Uh, they want to collect data on you 24-7. You have zero privacy left. What do you think the Patriot Act was about? Moving the ball a little forward, right? Oh, we got nailed by terrorists. Well, guess what? You could be a terrorist. And guess what? Now, if you're a God-fearing Christian, they treat you like one. If you're a patriot, they treat you like one. If you're a Second Amendment advocate, a First Amendment advocate, they treat you like one, folks. Do you not see this? Do you not see the direction this is going in at this point? Uh, I think you do. I think you're pretty darn sure you do. So what I'm getting at here, folks, once again, in the call to action aspect of this, we cannot afford to just, just go our way and say nothing anymore. Uh, look, the fighting, all the infighting and all the crap that goes on on Facebooks and comments, that's all delusion, man. None of those people know what the heck they're talking about. Don't waste your time with them unless you're giving them the gospel. That's the only thing that's ultimately going to matter anyways if they repent and give their life to Christ. In the meantime, you're wasting your time trying to tell them about technocracy, trying to tell those other stuff or whatever the case. Um, they'll just call you conspiracy theorists, negative inference fallacy. Half these people, these trolls are paid off anyway. They're just bots paid off. And most of them don't even live in America. They live abroad in Europe. Uh, the UN talked about this last year that they were getting, you can Google this. It's not hard to find. Just Google UN hires climate change, uh, bots or climate change trolls. Basically you can look it up from there. Uh, UN also hired those against the COVID-19 hired COVID-19 trolls. Uh, and some are, some are hired, some are volunteer. But anyway, the point is that's why you get so much rebuttal, these people out of nowhere in the comment section. That's not an accident, and you're not paranoid or, or uh, schizophrenic or bipolar for thinking, why the heck do these same people come on here and gang up on me in the comment section? That's why, folks, it's not an accident. 
So be aware, okay? <laughs> I get tired of it too, man. It's it's struggling and just, uh, it's annoying uh, more than anything, but pray for them as well, of course. But nonetheless, um, so the point is, once again, folks, I can no longer afford to sit around and just hope everything works out. We got to fight for it. This democracy is worth keeping. We were built upon the blood of martyrs in this country, built upon the blood of veterans in this country. We're built upon uh, uh, our forefathers and the institutions of 2,000 years that came before us, of the Judeo-Christian, the Greek tradition, the the uh, um, <clears throat> the philosophical traditions of our forefathers, to which came from every good and possible source to which this this country has been built upon. There will never be another country this good until Christ returns. And then, of course, we have the New Jerusalem and so forth. And thank God, then we'll finally have the theocracy they keep thinking that we're pushing for now. Yeah, I wish we could have a theocracy, but uh, not until that New Jerusalem comes down, right? So, and we still got to go, you know, the world still has to go through tribulation. Of course, I believe we'll be out of here before all that. That's a given. Nonetheless, uh, I want to do the best we possibly can. Um, if the Lord decides to tarry, let us be found faithful where we're at. Most importantly, given the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's the most important thing, of course, never detract from that. But at the same time, also fighting for what we have left. And once again, folks, look at your sheriffs, okay? Look closely at your sheriffs. I know it sounds like a weird side point, but trust me. Look at your sheriffs and make sure that those sheriffs are going to defend your civil rights, that they're oath keepers. Find out if they're a part of oath keepers, okay? If they're not, make sure when that next thing comes around that you vote for one who isn't oath keeper and one who's not backed by Soros or BlackRock or Rockefellers or anybody else. Make darn sure, okay? As well as your DAs, make sure your DAs and your mayors. We need to start focusing on these. And of course, governors and senators as much as is possible. But we need to keep a tight knit home infrastructure as much as possible in the areas to which we live in prayerfully. And we need to make darn sure we hold these people accountable. No more playing games. Hold them accountable. That means going to school meetings. That means going to a number of other things. Okay, these people are under the sway of the wicked one and will continue to be until Christ returns. But in the meantime, we're to drag those things down in the darkness into the light to the glory of God for his namesake. And that we are not to detract or shrink, be among those who shrink back in fear. The Lord's not given us a spirit of fear, but sound mind, strength, and love. Let's act like it, live like it, walk by faith, not by sight. The Lord is coming back soon. We don't want to be found lazy and good for nothing. We want to glorify God in the time that we have left. Love you guys. So, anyway, it's the end of this episode. Once again, the next one will be on Sensukt. Look it up. Sensukt is a proper pronunciation, I believe. And, uh, once again, we're going to read Splendor in the Dark, a little bit out of there from Cherry Root uh, concerning C.S. Lewis on Dimer. And we're going to go through with a contrast once again of how the Lord gives us living water and satisfies us like nothing in this world can. And uh, go through there in the contrast of the word Zinsukt and uh, see what the Lord can give us. I've already kind of written it out, so I'll probably record it here pretty quick. But um, anyways, I really love you guys. I thank you and praise God for everyone you listen. I thank you for new listeners. And um, just thank you guys. And I look forward to, uh, to ministering to you guys once again and uh, raising awareness. Love you guys. God bless. Bye.